and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Daniel Blaustein, a certified financial planner at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Daniel and I will take a look at the planning that you can do as you approach retirement. This is part three in our four-part series focused on retirement planning. Okay, let's get started. So Daniel, in our last podcast, we talked about what people should be doing who are in their 20s and 30s as they are thinking about retirement and really starting the process of saving for retirement. So today, let's talk about kind of the next phase. So when someone is, you know, a little bit closer to approaching retirement, maybe they're in their 40s, 50s, or 60s, really starting to think about, okay, you know, I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, um, but I think I'm going to be there soon. So what are some steps that somebody should take as they're approaching retirement to make sure that they are ready for the financial side of retirement? Well, I think the first step you want to take is putting together a financial plan if you haven't done so already. And if you have done one, well, let's reassess it. Let's make sure that we've got those current inputs up to date. So we're looking at your income, we're looking at your spending. And with spending, we want to be mindful of not only the living expenses at those day-to-day costs, but don't forget to include things like your medical and insurance premiums, your property taxes, and then your income taxes. You want to be able to differentiate between all of those different buckets. And then along with the cash flow side of things, it's also important to look at your balance sheet. So what assets do you hold? Investment accounts, real estate, cash accounts, those things. And then your liabilities, your debt load. So your mortgage, any car notes, things of that nature. And then you know, you want to include things like your life insurance policies. Really put everything together in one spot because in that consolidated format, now you can start seeing how it all works together. And that's when you're able to say, okay, well, where's the plan moving? What direction am I moving? Am I still accumulating assets? Is that the trajectory? Am I flatline? Am I depleting? Where are we moving? Because then that's going to give you the idea of, well, when I cut off that income spigot, how much of the portfolio am I going to need every single year to maintain my lifestyle? I think that people have always talked about the 4% rule. If you draw less than 4% off your portfolio, you'll be fine. And, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about it might be an antiquated rule. It's tried and true. If you're living within your means, if you're spending less than 4% of your portfolio every year, you tend to have a better outcome than those who are spending 5 or 6% because that tends to get bigger and bigger over time because your portfolio is getting smaller and smaller. So even though you might be withdrawing the same amount, you're withdrawing a bigger percentage of your portfolio. And then the last piece is looking at your allocation. And this is where you can really get involved with the financial advisor and you know talk to somebody and say, given my age and stage, does my allocation still match my risk tolerance and my timeline? So really the, the putting together that financial plan helps you take a snapshot of where you are today and then project 
where where your assets and your spending might go in the future. So you can kind of start to get a good idea of, do I have enough now or what do I need to do in order to get to my end goal of retirement? Correct. So once we've done that, I, I assume we're not done. So how do we use that financial plan that maybe we created today? How do we keep using that over time and, and help us get closer to retirement? That's a really good question because this is not a one and done process. I always tell our clients, we've got to keep our eye on the ball. So given where you are, it might not make sense to do a financial plan every single year. But keeping your finger on the pulse every other year, making sure that those current inputs are still accurate and everything passes the smell test is important. I also think that when you first put together your financial plan, you really want to do some stress testing. Because, okay, I see the trajectory, and let's say the trajectory is really good. It's continuing to increase. Well, what happens if we assume some market downturns, maybe at retirement, maybe 10 years down the road? Am I able to sustain that? What happens if I increase my expenses on an annual basis? Things happen. We don't know, and we're not saying that you want to spend more every year. But when you start understanding how much spend creates a pain point in your plan, well, now you've got guardrails. You can say, if I spend at my current level, I'm going to be going in this direction. If I start spending 10 or 20% more every year, that's when I'm starting to hit that pain point. So I can get a sense of if I do one thing more often than the other, how much success am I going to have over the long term? Along with current expenses that you want to look at, maybe we also want to stress test, well, what happens down the road, maybe for the last 10 or 15 years of the plan, an unexpected healthcare expense hits us. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can really pick and choose how much you want to stress test, but $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year. What if I have to go into assisted living? Let's just see if I'm able to self-fund that because that's going to give us a sense of how resilient our financial plan really is. And then from there, it seems like that would help us also kind of figure out how to plan for it, right? I mean, if, if so, if we've stress test and we've looked at, okay, what, where are my guardrails? I mean, it seems to me that it would maybe highlight some planning opportunities as well. That's exactly right. And there's two types of planning opportunities that we like to think of. We like to think of quantitative planning opportunities and qualitative planning opportunities. From a quantitative side, you know, we're looking really just at the numbers. And if your plan isn't looking very good, usually you can start with your spend. Where can I reduce my expenses? But if your plan is okay, and we're looking at ways to maybe further improve it, a common question we get asked is, well, when should I take social security? Because there's different mm -hmm. options. What about rebalancing my portfolios? Again, this is going back to, does my risk tolerance and my time horizon match how I'm actually invested? And then maybe as I'm getting closer to retirement, it's not so much that I'm really, really focusing on de-risking, but changing how I'm allocated. So maybe focusing more on income producing investments because I know that my earned compensation spigot will be turned off. So I wanna start having my portfolio produce a little bit more income at that time. And then the last thing is where are some really unique opportunities to enhance the plan in terms of does a Roth conversion make sense? I've got a lot of stock options. What's the best way for me to exercise those? So that's really the quantitative side of things that we like to look at. On the qualitative side of things, this is usually for plans that are looking really strong. And now we're having conversations with clients about legacy because mm -hmm. you can't take your money with you. So what do you want to have happen 
during your lifetime and then also after you pass away. So think of things like gifting to your family, charitable contributions, maybe setting up different trusts so you have more control over your assets after you pass away. That, make, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, kind of once you've looked at your planning opportunities, you know, kind of, again, kind of maybe that's one moment in time, but how frequently should we be revisiting this, you know, as, as we approach retirement? You know, is there is there a good rule of thumb in terms of, you know, is it just when something big happens? You know, maybe I take a pay cut or I get a job that pays me more. Is, is it, is, are there certain triggers or is it, are there more kind of step-by-step rules, I guess, is my question. Definitely. So anytime you have a big life change, like you said, employment situation changes, grandkids get added into the picture, a medical situation arises. Those are all times where we want to say, okay, a big life event is taking place, a new house purchase. Let's rerun this and see what happens. So that's number one. Anytime there's a big life event, I think it's important just to reassess it. And if you've already put a financial plan together, it really shouldn't be that hard just to get some updated numbers into it and see what changes take place. Um, Outside of that, I think you really just need to be mindful of a very important relationship that I tend to talk about a lot of times and maybe it makes clients go cross-eyed because I say it so much, but earn rate versus burn rate. How much are you bringing in and how much are you sending out? That relationship is very, very key. So I always talk about if your burn is a lot higher than your earn, then we will need to keep our eye on the ball a lot more often than if the the opposite is true. Generally speaking though, as long as you're working, as long as there's no major life changes, I think every other year makes a lot of sense. If you wanna do it every year because it makes you feel more comfortable, that's fine too. Once we hit retirement, you become more beholden to what the markets are doing because you're drawing on your portfolio more. So I think that's when we really want to do it on an annual basis. Okay. So so in addition to all those things we talked about in the 20s and 30s in terms of like actually contributing to the account and really thinking about, you because know, obviously when you're approaching retirement, you're probably still contributing to that account, uh, to the retirement accounts. But So really when we're nearing retirement or you know somewhat close to retirement, that's when we really need to get into these numbers by doing the financial plan, updating the financial plan with, you know, kind of life events or or earn versus burn, you know, when that changes and really just kind of keeping our eye on it so that as we get to retirement, there aren't any big surprises. That's exactly right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the private banking division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. 
Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.